WXDX FM, Pittsburgh's rock and alternative, and iHeartRadio station. The Steelers' defense hasn't been great for a long time. When LeBeau left, it seemed like a new beginning. When Shazier got hurt, the defense went in the toilet. But do you remember when Ben got mad because the Steelers drafted Mason Rudolph, a quarterback in the third round this year? Ben said, hey, why didn't we get somebody who could help now? A few idiots said Ben saw Rudolph as a threat. A few more said Ben should shut up. But where Ben was wrong was he should have bitched the year before also when the Steelers drafted Dobbs, another quarterback, in the fourth round. When your defense sucks, you pick your defense. When you have a Super Bowl contender, you don't draft second and third string quarterbacks. It's about your defense right now, not about who succeeds Ben in the future or who succeeds Landry Jones as the backup right now. The Steelers screwed up. They needed better on defense, and they kept drafting quarterbacks. And then they got John Bostick, and he stinks. The Steelers screwed up, and now they are paying the price. Hey, Steelers front office, guess what? You just made the list. And the reason I say Steelers front office is because individuals never take responsibility. They make decisions as a group. Isn't that just lovely? What it is, is convenient. 412-333-9939. Let me throw these two questions out there. And I do so knowing that there's no chance of either happening. We're playing the what-if game like Bill Cower used to like to play. Would you make Antonio Brown inactive for a game because he is just making the team into a mess? He is. How can you say he's not? He's absolutely toxic. He dared the Steelers to trade him today on Twitter. So would you make Brown inactive for a game? And yeah, that's going to give you a lesser chance of winning. But they've dressed Brown for the first two games, and they're 0 for 2 so far. Second question. With Brown daring the Steelers to trade him on social media, and really just, just, just dumping, excreting, whatever, I want to say the S word, essing, all over social media every time he logs on. Should the Steelers kick their players off social media or at least implement a strict policy regarding its use? And if a player violates the policy, it costs him a game check. He gets deactivated. The Steelers have the talent to win. They're not going to win till they get their team back, till they get their dignity back. Really, Tomlin should be on the hot seat. He just won't ever be. Because that's not the way the Steelers do business. They let their coaches coach till their coaches don't want to coach anymore. Mike DeCourcy from the Sporting News used to write for the Pittsburgh Press. 
I said that you don't win with guys like Le'Veon Bell and Antonio Brown. So he tweets, what, you win with LeGarrette Blunt? Well, yeah, the Patriots did and the Eagles did. You might want to reconsider that response, Mikey. I want to recap what I said earlier about the defense. The defense is the main problem, by far. If Antonio Brown were smart, he would have let us talk about the defense all day. But instead, he popped off at Fickner on the sideline. He dared the Steelers to trade him on Twitter today. And I get a lot of people saying, oh, he didn't mean that. It sure looked like it. And for those who don't know that exact story, Ryan Scarpino, who used to work for the Steelers in their media relations department, I always thought he was kind of a dope. He tweeted today, Antonio Brown needs to thank his lucky stars because he was drafted by a team that had Ben, and Ben got A.B. paid. You know darn well he wouldn't put up those numbers for other teams. That's what Scarpino tweeted, and it's all true. A.B. tweeted back, trade me, let's find out. That's daring the Steelers to trade him. Now, does he know Scarpino doesn't work for the team anymore? Or did he perhaps think Scarpino is still with the team and got promoted to general manager? And he didn't hear about it. There were some people, I saw this TV clip. There were some people who said that Ben called A.B. a little baby when coming off the field. I saw that clip. He might have said that, but I can't be positive. Seriously, he might have. I cannot be positive. Very exciting times here on the Mark Madden Show. We have our football guru, Matt Williamson, on the show at the bottom of the hour. If you want X's and O's, he'll provide them, because I think he would loathe to talk about all the drama stuff. He's a he's a real football guy, and I mean that in the best possible way. Honestly, after two and a half hours of this, we could probably use a real football guy. Let's go to Pat on 79. Pat, you're on with Double M. Hey, how you doing? What's up? Uh, just uh, curious, you know, what the, what the take on this, you know, ongoing issues and why the Rooney's, you know, it seems like it's hurting the logo. Why they haven't? Because uh, Art's not Dan. That's why. Because Art's not Dan, and Dan wasn't even Dan for the last how many years? Once he got older and feeble, uh, God rest Mister Rooney's soul. But Art ain't Dan. Mm-hmm. Now, if Art would want to be Dan, now's the time to solve a problem. But I don't think Art knows how to be Dan. Let's go to uh, Gary in Wexford. Gary, you're on with Mark. Hey, Mark. Thanks for what you do. It's really needed. It is. I agree. Um, I think uh, I underestimated how great Ryan Shazier was because as soon as he was gone, this defense fell apart. Oh, uh, well, not only great, but his range and speed made the field smaller for the other 10 guys. Now the other 10 guys have to do so much more work on defense. It's just crazy to me the impact he he had. And Keith Butler, two years of communication problems either means every player is stupid, which is possible, or he really doesn't know how to implement a game plan. Yeah, I think the talent has let him down. Uh, I, I can't say for sure whether Keith's doing the job they had hoped for, but the talent's let him down. Bro, Dupree's a first-round pick. He still sucks. Artie Burns is the first-round pick. So far, he sucks. Sean Davis is a second-round pick. So far, he sucks. 
And there are guys like Jarvis Jones, first-round pick. He's already gone. St. Quez Golson, second-round pick. He's already gone. So well, maybe they uh, need to lose and get a high pick for once. Uh, be careful what you set your heart yep. on, for it shall surely be yours. Uh, by the way, I want to make clear, I'm not anti-Art II at all. I think he's a, a very good owner, but only very good. And I don't think he has a clue what to do in a situation like this with Tomlin letting the discipline and focus end of it down and Antonio Brown being a cancer. I don't think he knows what to do. And whenever I say A.B.'s a cancer, I hear what a great player he is. It hasn't done the team as much good as a player that great should. Ain't been to a Super Bowl with him as a regular and certainly haven't won one. And that is the goal, right? Or are we a regular season time now? Are we a stats time now? All I hear about is Tomlin's regular season record. We must be a regular season town now. Let's go to Mark in Ohio. Mark, you're on with Double M. What up, man? What up? If I was coaching the Steelers, I would personally bench Brown, but what good is it really going to do? He's always been a jackass. He's always going to be a jackass. Wouldn't it be worth and it to find out? He's calling their bluff to trade him. Do you think he really even cares? They're not going to trade him. They don't have to trade him. See, let, let me tell you what has to happen right now. This is uh, I came up with the word that tells me, that tells everyone what has to happen. There's one word that has to happen. Antonio Brown needs to be made to feel like an employee. He needs to be reminded he doesn't work for himself. He doesn't work for his brand. He works for the Steelers. And like any boss... The Steelers can put it right up his backside if they so choose. Because they're the boss and he isn't. Most definitely. And no, we're not a regular season time. Obviously, just here, listen to the interviews from Sid and Gino. And we're not a regular season time. They feel shortchanged. They're mad. It's all hell right now because they got eliminated in the second round. I don't think they're that mad, but I think their uh, ambition has been rekindled. By the way, Quote from Evgeny Malkin today, I don't want to be a guy that wins three cups and coasts. I want to be a leader, a top center in this league for the next five or six years. Remember when I used to like make fun of Gino and go, the Gino, Gino, Gino stuff? The last two or three years, I have fallen in love with Evgeny Malkin because he's given me every reason to fall in love with him. What he said right there, what he said, that's what you'll never hear a player like Antonio Brown say. That's what you'll never hear a player like Le'Veon Bell say. And that's why guys like that never win. That's why guys like that don't get rings. That's why guys like that, despite gaudy stats, have been a primary reason why the Steelers have underachieved in their era. Malkin said, I want to be a leader, a top center in this league for the next five or six years. Antonio said, gimme, 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 gimme. Or words to that effect. 105.90x. You money, because their fee is 40%. Almost half your settlement. Shenderovich, Shenderovich, and Fishman's fee is 25%, saving you thousands. One firm bragged that in their years in business, their clients got a billion dollars. If their clients had hired Shenderovich, Shenderovich, and Fishman, they would have saved a $150 million in fees. Call now. 1-888-98-TWINS. 25%. They got your back, not your wallet. 
And now, the super genius, Mark Madden. Mark, you struck my last nerve. You say that like you think I would remotely give a dump. But do go on. The X at 105.9. Double M on the X. We got our football expert, Matt Williamson, at 5.30. Twitter has proclaimed me a racist once again because I'm criticizing a man of color. You're right, Antonio Brown. He's done everything by the book. F and A, he's a perfect teammate. I just don't get social media. I participate it only because I have to. I wouldn't if I didn't. I no longer interact with the hoi polloi. That's a policy I've had for about eight months now, I think, and and that's been literally one of the best decisions of my life. But I, I want to say this to people on social media that I don't interact with. I always see stuff, boy, if I ever see Mark Madden, you just try your luck. You see me, you want to hit me, you just try your luck. But Twitter is full of cowards, just stone cowards. I was at the Gateway Clipper dock yesterday doing the ex-Renegade pregame show, which, by the way, went very well. Everybody shook my hand. Everybody took a selfie. Everybody told me how great I was. Everybody asked for my autograph. So Twitter's just a nutty, cowardly minority. But I say again, I'm old. I'm fat. I haven't been in a real fight for almost 40 years. I have a heart condition. I have an intestinal infection right now. I have a lot of stuff wrong with me. But if you feel froggy, you jump. You just step to and try your luck, and we'll see how that goes, because the reason you don't is because you're not sure. I'm sure. You're not sure. Let's go to Tom in Virginia. Tom, you're on with Double M. Super genius. How you doing? What's up? Great promo you just cut there. But uh, Thank you. Wanted, wanted to get to uh, the point. You posed a question about uh, A.B., should they bench him, and the social media um, restrictions. Yes, I think they should, but a question to follow up to you, if the Steelers did do that, which I still don't think they will. Oh, they and, definitely won't. Yeah, but playing the what-if game, if they did and A.B. became even more of a petulant child, what do you think and what do you think should and would the Steelers do if that plays out that way? Well, again, they're not going to deactivate A.B. for a game. They're not going to have a social media policy. Tomlin doesn't think any of this matters. He calls it below-the-line stuff. Yeah, I, uh, I saw that earlier. Do you think that they even would be allowed to have a social media policy given... They're the know, employer. So... It would yeah, cause a fuss, could... but it would it be a bigger fuss than A.B.'s caused the last 24 hours? Uh, no, you're right. I think they should have some sort of restriction, current... Uh, At some point, you've got to get it. your team back, brah. At some point, you've got to get your dignity back because, as I said earlier... If there's one thing a sports team owes its fans, it's not to be embarrassed by that team. Right now, the Steelers are embarrassing to be a fan of, and it has nothing to do with being 0-1-1 and everything to do with the constant turmoil. Let's talk to Eric in Cannonsburg. Eric, very quickly, you're on with Double M. Hey, Mark, how you doing? Terrific. Hey, uh, I just want your uh, your impersonal opinion here. Uh, what do you think about the Steelers not coming out for the national anthem? I didn't even know they did or didn't. 
Yeah, yeah. I, I, just I don't care way. at all. Goodbye. Let's go to uh, Andrew Dantan. Andrew, you're on with Double M. Hey, Mark. Big fan, big fan. Thank you. Calling to, uh, one, I agree with you with the social media policy, and two, calling to see if you think that social media policy would have prevented Bud Dupree from replying to a fan in on Twitter through a DM saying that. Saying that he banged the guy's girlfriend, basically. Yeah, exactly. Well, the guy, the guy, you know, dropped an F-bomb on Dupree. I don't know why Dupree would be bothered enough to respond, but, but I don't like it. And that's why they should have a policy. Yeah, the fact that it's even... I don't know how Bud Dupree types on a keyboard when, when his fingers, like the rest of them, have to be invisible. <laughs> yeah, because he's, one, gone, and two... Well, you see, that, that, that again, that comes back to the participation trophy stuff. These guys are happy just to be in the NFL. Bud Dupree doesn't feel the need to be good. If he did, he wouldn't be this bad this long. And yeah, I'll say that for A.B. He feels the need to be good. But it manifests himself in some counterproductive ways. Up next, our football guru. It's Tim. It's uh, it's uh, Matt Williamson. Why did I almost say somebody whose guts I hate? Up next, it's Matt Williamson. 105.9 The X. X. And now the super genius, Mark Madden. Damn it, I'll be popular in Pittsburgh yet. Hey, Mark, ball fan. I think I got to start with pulled pork nachos. Hey, super genius. How you doing today? Fantastic. The X at 105.9. It's time to keep the football talk going. Joining me now, you can hear him on Steelers Nation Radio. You can visit his website, mattwilliamsonfootball.com. He is our football guru, Matt Williamson. Matt, the Steelers just had to keep catching up yesterday, and you can't do that indefinitely, can you? No, and you can't against that style of team, too. I mean, the Chiefs are a lethal offense, a terrible defense. And you get down 21 nothing against anyone in the league, it just is awful hard. To some degree, the Steelers deserve a little bit of credit that they at least turned it into a game after that point. You know where the game got away for good, Matt? When Kansas City took the second-half kickoff and drove down the field in a little over two minutes to take a 28-21 lead, if the Steelers' defense was going to regroup, I thought it had to be right there. Yeah, you know, coming out of the half, that would, certainly would have been nice, maybe make some sort of adjustment. The defense in the second half was just as bad as the first, if not worse. Why is the Steeler defense that bad? Last week, at least T.J. Watt played well. Yesterday, nobody did, not that I could see. Not that I could see either. I mean, I thought Watt had a respectable game from what I've seen. However, I'm not convinced that the Steeler defense is that bad. I mean, I've been anyone that follows me knows that I've been saying this about the Chiefs all summer long, that Every game that the Chiefs play is going to be a roller coaster. Start everyone you have in your fantasy team is playing in that game. That's exactly what happened to them in week one against the Chargers. That's what the Chiefs are. I mean, their their offense is so potent, and it's even better than I thought, that they're going to torture everyone they play against. I mean, Chargers were a good defense, too, and they lit them up. They're going to light up everybody. It's just what they are. Mahomes keeps passing every test with flying colors. And Andy Reid's just too good of a mastermind. How I equated it to was Andy Reid's the best poker player at the table, and he just got dealt a bunch of aces. Well, he certainly made the most of them yesterday. And, and I think that Mahomes, I mean, I think Mahomes is really good. But I think all those weapons give him a 
big comfort zone. No matter what read he goes to, there's an established guy there that he's going to trust. It's, it's a really great work of team building and Reed taking it a step further and scheming. And it's funny, like leading into that game, I've been a huge Mahomes supporter since day one. He was my favorite quarterback in that draft class. But leading into that game, I had two questions about him or two things I would have tried to do if I was a Steelers defense was, number one, take away Tyreek Hill. Because going into that game and through the preseason, he really only had eyes for Hill, and it was working out great. I think the Steelers more or less did that for most of the game. And then the other thing was when he played the Chargers in week one, it was almost all cover three. It was all very vanilla schemes. And I would have thrown all sorts of things he's never seen at him before. That I'm not sure after watching the TV copy if they accomplished it or not. You you listen to some interviews and they say, boy, we threw a lot at him and he handled it without problem. Um, I couldn't tell that or, or not. But the problem is in this league, when a quarterback's playing at an unbelievable level, the rules just prohibit. I mean, it's an unstoppable force. It's an Aaron Rodgers-like force, and that's where he's been through two games. And I know this sounds crazy, but Pat Mahomes has been the best player in the NFL in 2018. The coverage was pathetic. Uh, not that he didn't make good awesome. throws, not that a guy like Sammy Watkins didn't make some great catches, but the Steelers' coverage was real bad. Where did the coverage go bad? Why? Yeah, everywhere. I mean, it, it certainly was bad. It was amazing to me that, again, we saw coverage breakdowns. You know, that clearly there was a couple blown coverages early in the game. That really bothers me. I mean, you can't have that. Is Hayden that important from a, you know, a, a, a mental perspective? I would hope not. Um, and then, you know, part of it's just because they have too many good guys. But you can't ask Vince Williams and Bostick to try to cover Kelsey. He's going to destroy you. And one adjustment that I would have liked to seen that we've seen a lot of and we've heard a lot of talk of is if it, if it even if it costs you know run support to a big degree, I would have got a lot more defensive backs out on the field just so that you can match up a little bit better against the Kelsey. Oh, I, I totally agree. I uh, ground, so be it. Yeah, I, I thought there were times when Kelsey was running his route right at Bostic, like like picking on him. And I think once it's proven that Bostic can't cover, you got to get that extra safety out there. Right. I mean, it, it's bothered me every step of the way through the preseason. That here's how I've been phrasing it: is it, Vince Williams and Bostic to me are basically equal players. They're fine. They're number twos. They're Robins. You know, Shazier's Batman. But if those two are on the field ever, it doesn't matter. Unless it's goal line situation or you're playing the Jags, then they're going to get picked on. You know, that every quarterback in the league is going to attack those guys with crossing routes, tight ends, McCaffrey, Duke Johnson type running backs. They can't be out there together in today's NFL. We're talking to Matt Williamson, our football guru here on the X. Uh, now the Steelers go to Tampa. Fitzpatrick is hot at quarterback. They've scored 75 points in two games, and they just beat the Super Bowl champs. It's going to be a tall order again for Pittsburgh, isn't it? It really is. And if Mahomes isn't playing the best quarterback in the league right now, it's Fitzpatrick. And I can't believe I just said those words. He is the streakiest guy I can remember in the league. You know, when he's up, it's, Wow, he's a very much a risk taker. Guy has a long history of throwing interceptions and having terrible games. 
I don't know if I'd rather play him coming off two hot ones or two cold ones because you just never know week to week. I can't believe he's strung two together at an extremely high level. And while they're not quite at the Chiefs level, their receivers and their weapons are excellent. What changes can the Steelers make on D? And I'm assuming none because they would have made him. I'm talking personnel, scheme, whatever. We talked about an extra safety instead of both Bostick and Williams on the field. What else might be worth trying? Yeah, that for sure. Um, I don't have a lot of other answers there, and I do think that Hayden lost hurt them more than I probably wanted to give it credit yeah, for. Yeah, you know how I game. saw it, Matt? I think Hayden's a real glue guy. I mean, he's only yeah. one player, but he has that veteran experience, and I think he keeps the D a bit organized. Absolutely, and I'm sure he keeps them even-keeled, you know, off-the-field stuff as well, because we've seen, you know, when he was out with Shazier out, it was real easy to blame the Shazier injuries the problem last year, but I think Hayden was... Not an equal loss, but it was also a substantial loss, and we saw it again yesterday. Um, one of the guys, a guy to me that really doesn't worry me, but I need more from Tuit. You know, Tuit can beat Cam Hayward, and Cam Hayward didn't play great in that game either. But it, it, I almost feel like the defense goes as those two go. Whenever they're playing at their best, they're really disruptive and they're hard to deal with. And when they have a down game like that, everyone else crumbles. Antonio Brown went nuts again, as you know. Uh, kind of implied that he wanted traded on Twitter. Uh, yelled at Fickner on the sideline. How much does that hurt the Steelers, Matt? I know you're not big on thinking stuff like that's a factor, but the distraction is constant at this point, and it doesn't look like a focused team either. No, I can't argue anything you just said. I'm, I'm not sure how much you guys have talked about this, but I actually feel like I can kind of get behind A.B., for the in-the-game frustration, and for a couple of reasons, is that defense that they played against Kansas City is awful. And I guarantee you he knows that there's not a player in that building that can cover him. There may be not even two. And I also thought as many flags as came out, they allowed a lot more grabbing on Antonio than they probably should have, which I'm sure frustrated them. And in a way... I know Ben played great. Ben brought them back. Ben did superhuman things at times. But Ben left a lot of big plays on the field. His downfield passing to me was a major concern, and there were six to eight to ten throws he missed, or worse, threw out of bounds or where Antonio couldn't even make a play on the ball. And I bet that made him bonkers. You know, like, I know that there's two bad defensive backs on me, but at least give me a chance to make a play. He might come down. Well, well, first off, Matt, I think Ben did enough by far. And second off, is Antonio mad because he wants to win or because he wants his stats? Because he flipped out after the Steelers just scored a touchdown. Yeah, I think there's some of both. I mean, I think he's extremely competitive. I think it's all of one and none of the other. See, I don't. I think Bell's that way. I don't think Brown is as much. Now, uh, what do you do with Brown? What can you do? I mean, I don't think he's going to change. I don't think you're going to deactivate him. But doesn't it just get worse no. and worse? I don't know. I mean, I throw him the ball a lot is what I do. Yeah, but you see, you're, you're a football guy. You don't put any credence in chemistry or leadership com- compared to how I do. Agreed. I mean, we, we have this conversation often on Mondays, and I always kind of lean towards the same. I mean, I'm not going to cut Lavelle. I'm not going to deactivate or trade Brown. 
because uh, they're difference makers. I mean, well, I don't want to cut or deactivate anybody, although, to be honest, Brown has pushed me to the point where I would consider that. I just don't understand why they can't just show up and play football and have a game <laughs> face and, 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 and not be kind of productive ever. I agree with you. I mean, I'm old school that way that I don't understand that line of thinking. I don't understand taking it to social media. I don't understand the me mentality. But I also don't think it's uncommon around the league or around sports right now. Oh, Matt, it's nothing like this on other teams right now. It's not constant like this on other teams. It has been pretty much of a constant flow. I can't argue that. Now, where's the season go from here? Let's forget about that stuff and, and talk about – we talked about the D. You t- Obviously, the O scored enough points to win – how are they going to, you know, get back in the division race? And it sounds dumb to say that just two weeks in, but Cincinnati's two and zero. They have definitely engendered doubt about themselves as a legitimate contender. Where does it go from here? Yeah, I think that's going to be very interesting. I mean, they were favored in those first two games. I think most of us thought they'd be two and zero. Most of us thought they'd be three and zero. No, Jameis Winston. Monday nighters are great on Monday night, but. You're fine. You're running into Tampa at the wrong time too. I mean, if you're o two and one after three, I'm not saying you're out of it, but boy, it's a climb. I do think their history shows that they improve as the season goes on. Generally, over the last couple of years, and there is talent here, and we'll see. I mean, that's the question. I don't know that answer. Now we both know Tomlin's not under fire because the coach is never under fire no. in Pittsburgh. But should he be? Would he be with? most teams, and how would you evaluate the job he's doing currently? Um, I don't think he deserves to be. I don't think he would be under most circumstances. Probably a handful of teams would be heating up his seat a little bit. I have some worries about the special teams and defensive coordinators, to be honest with you, which doesn't reflect well on Tomlin, obviously. And he hired those guys. He's in charge of, he's above them. He's their boss. And I've never thought Tomlin was a a-plus game day coach, but he doesn't worry me. In uh, I mean, he'd get hired in a heartbeat tomorrow. I still think he's a top five to eight coach in the league. And be careful what you wish for. I mean, I don't know who the next guy would be that would be any better. Oh, no, I, I agree with that. I think whoever they hired would not be as good. It would not yeah. do as well. By the same token, just like Tomlin's regular season record doesn't lie, Matt, nor does his playoff record, which is three playoff wins in the last eight years. That that really isn't acceptable given the talent. No, I, I 100% agree with you on that, too. I mean, that's an alarming number to me. And even those three wins, I mean, one of them was over Matt Moore. You know, one of them was <laughs> against the Chiefs when they couldn't score a touchdown. And the other was when the, the Bengals just gave them the win. Right, right. And, yeah, exactly. So that isn't impressive at all. And, again, though... The one thing I say to counter that is you look at the Roethlisberger era, and he has multiple wins. Two of the only quarterbacks of this era who, to me, are not only better than Ben right now but have been through from day one are Rodgers and Breeze. Those guys each have one. You know, like, it's hard. (laughs) I mean, I know that's not whatever you want to hear. but No, no, no. I I totally agree. It's really hard to win. But I think, at the very least, Matt, I think this group with Bell and Braun, and I know guys have been hurt, and they've hardly had the three together, Ben, Bell, and Braun at the same yeah. time, but I can't help but feel this group should have come closer anyway. I agree. I agree. I mean, three and eight years with this talent base is below the over-under. No right, doubt. right. Three playoff wins. Now, here, here's one last thing before I let you go. 
and I know you deal more in, in facts and not luck, but last year the Steelers won five games by three points or less, and four of those won the last kick of the game by Chris Boswell. This year they have a tie and a five-point loss. I just don't think you could win every close game all the time. I don't think your kicker's going to make that kick every time, and it certainly looks like that might be true so far this season. Yeah, and special teams has absolutely killed them. Um, not to mention their offensive starting field position was really, really poor in this game, which made their offense even more that that much more impressive. And I am a believer in football outsiders and some of these analytics people where you know touchdown games are bound to regress to the mean. Um, the Patriots are one of the few teams that it doesn't seem to phase, and the Steelers are high on that list too, year after year. But no, I mean I'm I'm with you. I mean it is certainly a sign that your record was probably a little better than your true performance. A year ago. Uh, yeah, I, I agree with all that. And uh, you make a good point, too. I want to get back to special teams before we let you go. I don't know how you improve at special teams because you don't really ever practice special teams. But I will say that that opening kick return to pretty much gift Kansas City, the, the points right away, uh, the 7 nothing lead, that's been lost in the shuffle. But how do you improve at special teams, Matt? How do you do that? Because, again, you never practice them. You, you, you can't hit. I mean, it's just... One of those things you kind of do or you don't on game day, right? Yeah. I mean, like the Boswell work situation doesn't worry me at all. I mean, I think he'll be fine. He's not a, he's not signed a big contract and he's going to be a problem. I mean, and they probably, their record's much different if he can make kicks in these first two games. I think their punter situation's a problem and I think they kept the wrong guy. I think they probably regret that right now. But I also think that if you look, over the past few years, the the special teams have been too inconsistent, and that doesn't favor the coach, you know, and there's been some big plays allowed. And it's not like they don't practice them. I mean, they don't tackle. They don't bring people to the ground. And it's not like running a set play, but there's some discipline to it. And it, it amazed me that the Anthony Thomas, you know, caught that punt yesterday and nobody even had the wherewithal to think he might run with it. I mean, he, he's one, he's one of the best return guys in the league, and if he doesn't play for the Chiefs, he's the starting punt returner everywhere else in the league. Matt, great stuff as always. I appreciate it. We'll talk again next week. All right, Mark. We'll see you. That's Matt Williamson. Okay, here's some breaking news. Ed Bouchette, who never has an opinion. In fact, he never writes opinion. He's just the beat writer. He reports facts. He just wrote a story for the Post-Gazette. Just got posted that headline, Antonio Brown is becoming the ringleader of a Steelers circus. It's come to that, and he's not wrong. Time not to ask Mark anything. 412-333-WXDX. And now the super genius, Mark Madden. Ah, super genius. What were you afraid more of, Satan or teabagging? Sorry, teabagging. Great story, compelling and rich. <laughs> DX at 1059. Uh... In Bouchette's story, he talked to a bunch of players. Nobody called Brown out for his actions. In fact, Cam Hayward accused Ryan Scarpino of going on a rant. I'm really disappointed in Cam. But the, you, know, you know what? Let's stop acting like that locker room has adequate leadership. I like Ben. I like Cam. But for that locker room to go so haywire, they must both suck as leaders. They must both absolutely suck as leaders. Time not to ask Mark Anything brought to you by Chipino Restaurant and Cigar Bar. It's the city's best seafood and chop house, so check out Chipino in the strip.
Let's go to Cody in Belvern and Cody. Ask Mark anything. Hey, Mark. How's it going? Great. Hey, uh, real quick, and regarding all this Steelers stuff going on right now, I, I'm not that old. I'm only 24 years old, but I can still remember a time when, you know, the Steelers themselves, anytime a, a player would get in trouble with the cops, anytime a player would, uh, you know, do, do something, you know, such as Brown or such as Bell, you know, they, they'd either get terminated or, you know. Uh, That's not true. Harrison beat up his woman. He didn't get terminated. That, that is true. That is true. You're right. Uh, but I, I, mean, I still remember a time when the Steelers just never used to put up with anything. You know, anything well, like well you know what? They have put up with things selectively. Like uh, there was a wide receiver named Cedric Wilson who beat up his woman the same week Harrison beat up his. And Cedric Wilson got cut and Harrison didn't. So it's always been about who could play football. But now with the Steelers, this is just so constant. It's new turmoil every day. That's why it seems different. Not because the Steelers never look the other way uh, for shenanigans. Operative word, they're never. Sometimes they have. But now the shenanigans come so fast and thick, it just seems like, like they let it all go. Actually, right now they do let it all go. Let's go to Tommy on the road. Tommy, ask Mark anything. Hey, Double M. Now that we're coming into Halloween season, I wonder if you've seen the movie Hereditary. And if you had, if you could share your thoughts with us. I have not. Thank you for the call. Don't even know what it's about. Maybe my dislike for horror movies is hereditary. Get it? Let's go to uh, Sage in East Liberty. Sage, ask Mark anything. Mark, how are you now? I'm okay. Okay, cool. Aside from all sports talk, would you or would you not put hot sauce on your mac and cheese? Interesting question. I've had buffalo chicken mac and cheese, and by definition, that contains hot sauce, doesn't it? Uh, I would say so, yes. Yeah, but what I put... If you had the opportunity, would you use Tabasco or Frank's? Well, I prefer Frank's to Tabasco, although I like Tabasco. That's a really good question. Just, Just off the top of my head, if the cheese wasn't runny, if it was like a firmer macaroni and cheese... I would be tempted to put hot sauce on it and see how it tasted. If if the cheese was runny, you know, like if there was a liquidy type texture to it, mm-hmm. I would be less likely to use the hot sauce because then you're basically adding to a soupy version of mac and cheese, which I don't much enjoy. Go to Nick in Monroeville. Nick, ask Mark anything. Hey, super genius. Um, Fitzpatrick had a pretty good uh, outfit choice after his. Uh, he looked like Conor McGregor. <laughs> he sure did. You know, it made me think about you a little bit. Would you ever consider uh, knocking down a few buttons on the Hawaiian shirt and maybe letting some hamburger meat hang out? No. Hamburger meat? What does that even mean? I'm grade A, baby. I'm off tomorrow. Come on, you Reds. Tim Benz fills in 105.9.